Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Well, hello, family. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, back once again to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Have you ever asked the question, what's in it for me? When your services were requested, your help, your aid, your involvement, you responded with the question, what's in it for me? In other words, what am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of this interaction? How am I going to benefit from this collaboration, from this contract? What's in it for me? And unfortunately, that question has been given a negative connotation. But I want you to understand that it is an important question to ask. One of the reasons why it is an important question to ask is because you don't want to invest your time, your resources. You don't want to exert yourself in something that's not beneficial holistically or in general, not only beneficial to you, but if it does not have an end result that people can benefit from, that will be an asset to someone to society in some way, shape or form, you don't want to waste time, effort, energy, exerting yourself into something that will not be beneficial, that will not yield fruit, positive fruit or good fruit. So we actually need to ask this question more often so that we could so that we can receive the necessary information so that we can make a judgment call that will be beneficial and we don't regret having said yes down the road so i would venture to say that all of us have asked that question what's in it for me well Today, we're going to explore that question from God's perspective. What's in it for God? Mm, What's in it for God? Have you ever stopped and asked yourself, how will God benefit from helping me, from investing his wisdom? his power, his ability. If God would intervene according to my prayers, according to my petitions, what's in it for him? How will he benefit 
from collaborating with me? How will he? I know this is somewhat foreign to some because many of us have never asked the question from God's perspective. What's in it for him? Or even why would God help, assist, aid, intervene, especially if he's not going to benefit, if he's not going to yield some type of fruit, produce, productivity, if his agenda, if his purpose, if his plan is not helped, advanced in some way, shape or form, why would he waste his time, his resources, his abilities, come on, and there's nothing for him to benefit. There is no return for him. Now, none of us that have good sense, none of us that have business acumen would invest in any way, shape, or form in anything if there's not going to be a return in some way to you, the investor. Now, that makes sense to us when we're the ones engaged in a business deal, in some type of transaction that makes sense in the business world. It makes sense in the corporate world, but we don't take time to process or explore a better word to explore this question. What's in it for me or what's in it for God really? Because we have been taught that God does everything for us simply because he loves us and his love is unconditional and he wants nothing in return for what he does for us. Well, that sounds good. That's very encouraging to hear. However, it's not scriptural. Come on. It's not biblical. It's not scriptural. There is no scriptural precedent to back that thought, which says God does what he does for us simply because of his unconditional love towards us. And really, there's no scripture to back up that statement, unconditional love, which is to say that God loves without conditions. God is a God of conditions. Now, listen, before you start picking up stones to throw at the prophet, remember you're listening to a biblical perspective podcast where we give God's perspective All right. We look at subjects, topics from God's perspective, from a biblical, a scriptural point of view. And I'm telling you, there is no scriptural precedence that backs up that evangelical thought that has been perpetuated down through the years, even perpetuated over the centuries within the church that God does what he does for us simply because of his unconditional love and he is looking for nothing in return. That's not true. So we're going to explore 
this thought, the question, what's in it for God? Because I want you to understand that God does nothing without self-interest. Everything God does for us, in us, to us, he has a self-interest involved. He's doing it for his own name's sake. There is a God purpose. There is a God reason as to why or as to why not. And we're going to unpack this thought. We're going to explore it. And uh, we're going to do that by beginning in First Samuel chapter 1. And we're going to skip around. We're going to skip around a few verses there in chapter one, but real quick sidebar, real quick sidebar. I know you're anxious to get into today's teaching and we're going to dive delve right into it, but a quick sidebar. I want you to go to my website, ctjohnson.org because I have a free resource there for you. That's right. I have a free resource there for you an MP3 download along with PDF notes from the teaching, execute your excuses. Listen, we don't have time to waste time giving excuses as to why we didn't, why we couldn't, and all of that. And so this teaching is going to provide you with the tools necessary to execute, not put your excuses on the the shelf and save them for a rainy day. But this teaching is going to help you to execute, to put to death your excuses once and for all. It's a powerful teaching. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to the website, ctjohnson.org, and complete the information and receive your free MP3 and PDF notes. The free MP3 teaching and PDF notes of execute your excuses. Now, back to our teaching, what's in it for God? First Samuel chapter one, verse five. Let's start there. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Now, I want you to highlight. I want you to circle if you're following along in your Bible. I want you to make note of who was responsible for closing Hannah's womb. Now, the backdrop of this account very quickly, Elkanah had two wives. That's a teaching in and of itself. All right. That was the culture of the day. Yet it was not God's will. Let me say that. All right. However, he had two wives, Hannah and Penina. The Bible informs us that Hannah He loved. All right. However, Hannah was not able to have children. Penina did. And this, of course, was weighing on Hannah emotionally in a great way. And as we continue to read a few verses within this chapter, you will see how engulfed she was in this current reality 
of barrenness. But now let's move. Verse six. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable. So she was in a very delicate place emotionally. She was miserable. And we're going to see how her misery manifested. But I want to stay on topic. But again, it says, because the Lord had closed her womb. Now, why is that important, prophet, that you hone in on who was responsible for Hannah's barrenness? Glad you asked. That's important because this is a revelation that the church has yet to receive. All right, pull close. The revelation that the church has yet to receive is God. Let me say it this way. The revelation is this, that God supporting our desires must align with his purposes. If our desires does not align or assist with the purposes, the plans, the strategies of God, he is not obligated to bring them, meaning our desires, to pass. He's not obligated to bring them to fruition. Because God, contrary to what the church has taught us, God is concerned first and foremost about his will being done. Remember Jesus' response to the disciples in their request to be taught how to pray. Jesus says, you approach the father by reverencing him, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Here we go. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Our primary focus in prayer should always be the sovereignty of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God, the will of God, receiving it, receiving the instructions on how he wants it to play out and or to be established, to be developed in the earth. That should be the primary focus of not just intercessors, but all of us, the elect of God, all of us whom have been redeemed by the shed blood of Christ. Our primary objective and focus in prayer should not be our concerns, our proclivities, what's ailing us, what's what's confronting us, the illness and all of that. No, our primary focus in prayer should be God, reveal your will, articulate your will, all right, so that I know exactly and precisely my role and responsibility in your will coming to the earth, being established in the earth, being fulfilled 
in the earth. So we fail to understand that God backing, supporting, undergirding our desires must first align with his purposes, because if they don't, then he has no reason to back them. He has no reason to support them. He has no reason to utilize his power to bring them to pass. Because if our purposes don't align, rather if our desires and our passions and our hopes don't align with God's purposes, catch this, then they oppose his purposes. They either align with his purposes or they oppose. And if they oppose his purposes, why would he support them? I know, I know I'm provoking you to think critically. If our hopes, dreams and desires and all of that don't align with God's purposes, God's will, God's plan. Why would he support them? Why would he back them? Why would he push them? So as it pertains to Hannah, God, not the devil, God closed her womb, prohibited conception, because what she was desiring did not align with his purpose. She wanted a child for the sake of having a child to rid her of the ridicule, to rid her of the embarrassment. Because when you understand the culture in which Hannah lived in to be married and not to produce a child, even more so a man child or a male was embarrassing to your husband, to your family, to the lineage. All right. It, 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 it placed you in a position of great ridicule. Hence, Penina was riding on the coat, riding on the coattail of this situation, provoking her consistently bragging, no doubt, about what she was able to do, and that was to give Elkanah children. But God, and I want you to get this, I want you to get this, because this right here is going to free many of you listening as it pertains to you, it's going to free you. Just let me just say it like that. Just plain and simple. It's going to free you from a lot of anxiety and and frustration. That's a a better word. uh, uh, Frustration. This teaching, what I've taught you so far is, is, is freeing many of you from frustration as it pertains to God. Why hasn't it happened? God, why won't you support it? And it seems as though as soon as there are, there is some light at the end of the tunnel, everything goes dark. Well, it's because what you're endeavoring to do, your reason, your purpose, your motive for it is yet to align with God's purpose. 
God won't benefit in the manner he needs to if he helps you produce what you're desiring to produce because you and him are yet not on the same page. And that is the case with Hannah. I want you to going forward in your business ventures, in ministry, in your relationships, in whatever area and aspect of your life going forward. I want you to ask God, Lord, what's in it for you? In other words, how will you benefit? What if what what I'm endeavoring to do? Does it support your purpose for this time of my life, for this season of my life? Is that making sense to you? And so God, not the devil, God had shut up her womb. And it's no doubt that what we read in first Samuel chapter one is the first time Hannah had this conversation with God. I don't believe that. I don't believe this is the first time that she conversed with God as it pertains to her barrenness. However, or rather, if that statement is true, if that statement is true, the question should be, why didn't God do anything? And I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, because Hannah's motive for warning a child did not align with God's motive for her, for her to have one. Did that make sense? Her motive and or her reason for wanting a child did not align with God's motive for her having a child. It did not align with God's reason. And that's why many of you, the business failed. That's why many of you, whatever you tried, whatever you move forward in, you weren't able to break the glass ceiling. You weren't able to reach that height of success that you endeavored even on the low level, the lower level, because why would God assist us in bringing something to pass that won't benefit what he wills purposes and plans for our lives and even for our family, our lineage, our posterity for society. Are you thinking? I hope you are. So now I want you to understand this, that God is just not fair. Write that down. God is just, he's a just God, but he is not necessarily fair. Now, I want you to do your research pertaining to these words. Do your etymological research because there are some similarities in these words, in the words just and fair. However, there are yet differences. There are some meanings that fair, the word or the term fair has that the word or term just does not. 
And we're going to examine that right now. Just listen to this. Just means deserved or appropriate in the circumstance. So a just decision was a decision, a just decision or a just judgment is a decision or a judgment that is deserved and appropriate, listen, in the circumstance, the situation. So based upon the circumstance, based upon the situation, those are underlining factors that will warrant the decision. And the decision is rendered as just because the circumstance is what made the decision in that manner deserved and or appropriate. See, in many of us, we fail to study or give attention to the circumstance, the details thereof, the the ramifications thereof. We, in most cases, we're only focused or concerned on how we're affected, what's happening to us or what's not happening for us, but we fail to analyze the circumstance. And there are some decisions, just decisions at that, that God made that wasn't based upon how you would feel, but it was based upon the circumstance that he was dealing with. Hallelujah. It was based upon the situation that he was facing. And see, because we have not taught God to you correctly as him being a sovereign, as him being a king and a ruler, that as any king and ruler and monarch are faced with adversaries and they are faced with confrontation and they are faced with the possibilities of being overthrown and, and, and all of the other situations that are entailed with being a ruler. Because what brings one into the realm of rulership is dominating. And in order to dominate, you have to enter into opposition. Every nation that reached the height of power were, were able to do so because of their leader. And their leader was dominant. Their leader subdued all opposition and or competition. Are you following me? And so God is not the only God. He is the only true and living God. But the fallen angels, they promoted themselves to gods, to deities. However, they were defeated by Christ. He made an open display of them, if you know your Bible. So they're fallen and they're defeated. But that does not negate the fact 
that they are yet trying to overthrow Jesus Christ. I said all that to further prove this point that when you are a sovereign, you have situations and circumstances that you face, that your that your kingdom faces, that your position of power faces, because there are other deities and other gods that are endeavoring to overthrow you and subdue you. And so since we have not been taught this side of Christ, him as a sovereign, we have been inundated with messages and teachings pertaining to Christ as savior only. But when you understand, and I've said this many times right here on a biblical perspective, that he is a sovereign and he was that before he became a savior. And so there are situations, there are circumstances that Jesus and his kingdom faces that certain that that warrant decisions. And even though it doesn't seem fair to you or I, but he really doesn't care about how we feel about the decisions he made. He makes because he is looking at the survival of his kingdom that includes all the citizens of the nation of Jesus Christ and not just you. Are you following me? So he is just, but he's not always fair. What does fair mean with all of the meanings there are for that word fair? This meaning I found most powerful. Fair, listen, free from self-interest. Free from self-interest. So when you deal with the aspect of fairness, you treat everyone equal. That's being fair. But when you deal with the aspect of just or justice, you deal with persons based upon the circumstance and that circumstance may warrant different treatment. To be just, I'm not dealing with you equally because the circumstances aren't equal. Is that making sense? All right, let me further prove this and then we're going to move further. I'm not lost. Matthew 25, verse 14 through 29. That account deals with the servant and rather the master and three of his servants. The master was heading out of town to handle some business and he gave a certain amount of talents to each servant. He gave five to one, he gave three to another, and he gave one to the other. He did not deal with them fairly. Hence, each of them had a different amount. Hmm? So he didn't deal with them fairly. Because to deal, because fairness rather deals with equality. 
So the, the master does not issue fair or equal amounts to the servants. He was not fair in what he gave them, but he was just. He gave what was deserved and or appropriate in the circumstance. What was the circumstance? The circumstance was their ability. The circumstance was their capacity. The circumstance was their bandwidth. So he gave to each servant based upon their ability, their capacity, their bandwidth. He gave upon the circumstance of what they could handle. Oh, this is good. This is good. So again, God is not fair always, but he is always just. Write that down. God is not always fair, but he's always just. Now, I want you to read Matthew 25, 14 to 29. Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 14 to 29. I want you to read those verses in your leisure because it's going to further help you understand and 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 digest what you're ingesting in regards to our subject today what's in it for God now the 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 servants represent us of course and the master represents God now the the master comes back and the servant that he gave five talents to brought him interest brought him fruit brought him produce all right the servant that he gave three talents to did the same. But the servant that he gave the one talent to hid the talent and did not invest the master's ability or rather that does not invest what the master invested in him. He hid it. He sat on it and gave an excuse as it pertains to why he didn't do anything with it. And so this servant was reprimanded. Oh, read Matthew, read Matthew. The servant was reprimanded, thrown in prison. And this is the caveat. What was said about the servant, this servant that did not bring a return to the master on his investment. This is what was said about that servant. You wicked servant. Wicked. He said to the servant, he called him wicked and unprofitable. He called him wicked and unprofitable. Unprofitable, listen to this, producing no gain, no good, or Result to be unprofitable is to produce no gain, no good, no result. What's in it for God? See, I am here to empower your thinking from God's perspective, to provoke you to think critically about the Bible and what it teaches, not criticizing it to doubt or criticizing it because you doubt but looking beyond the surface of scripture and actually doing due diligence and studying the word of God for in it, ye think ye have eternal life. We are admonished to study to show ourselves approved workmen that need not be ashamed, 
catch this, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so many of you, I know you have been freed from frustration and aggravation in regards to why something hasn't happened yet. And this word is helping you not to be a recipient of the rebuke of God for flying up in his face, asking him with attitude as though he works for us. Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? The Lord is answering that question and helping to renew in you the right spirit, helping you to restore yourself and correct yourself before you wreck yourself. All right. Because some of you were on the verge of charging God foolishly. Hmm. Because you want answers and I want to know why this and why that. No, put your fist down and sit yourself down because God will not support any hope, any desire, any passion that does not support his purpose. And this is the case of Hannah. So I want you to stay right with me as we continue to unfold and unpack this teaching and this revelation. I'm I'm not going to endeavor to give it all to you in one setting because it's a lot. It's, It's meaty, it's weighty, and you need to go back and listen to Part one of this teaching, what's in it for God and allow the Lord to uh, further process it and listen over and over and over again. Go back and, and, and look at your notes and bathe this teaching in prayer because there is so much depth to it and uh, God is helping us in ridding our he's 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 helping us in renewing our mind as it pertains to how he has been presented as only being concerned about what concerns us and only being concerned about what we want no 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 thy will be done thy kingdom come thy kingdom come rather thy will be done god's main concerns are always his will and his purpose. I'm interested in knowing how today's podcast, how today's teaching empowered your life. Because again, I know this is foreign. This aspect of teaching is foreign to many of you. You, 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 you never heard uh, this before. However, everything that prophet CT has taught you has unpacked, Today, I backed it with scripture. And as we go into part two uh, on our next episode, I'm going to further scripturally prove every point, every statement, every thought that is declared into your hearing. 
So I'm interested in knowing how today's podcast empowered your life. And so email me, email me. The address to do that is admin at ctjohnson.org admin at ctjohnson.org and let me know your thoughts. Let me know the key points regarding today's lesson that blessed you, that challenged you. Come on. I want to start hearing from you all. I am so appreciative for your support and for you listening to a biblical perspective podcast. So now let's engage more in this year of 2022. So again, email me at admin at ctjohnson.org. Because I want to know your thoughts. I invite you also to connect with me on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. I manage my pages. And so you will have opportunity to dialogue with me directly. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at C Terrell Johnson. Terrell is spelled T-E-R-R-I-L-L. C Terrell Johnson. Follow me there on Facebook and on Instagram. And of course, subscribe and rate the podcast as well as consider becoming a monthly partner or sponsor, enabling me to empower lives all around the world with this powerful podcast of a biblical perspective. And you can do that by going to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. Before I leave you, I want to take another moment or two and to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so excited and I am so appreciative to all of the listeners and supporters of a Biblical Perspective podcast that airs on CPN, Charisma Podcast Network, and wherever you listen to podcasts, we have reached a milestone in our podcast. A Biblical Perspective podcast has been on air, as it were, for almost a year now. We came on CPN around March time frame of 2021, and we are getting ready to hit that one year of being on the Charisma Podcast Network. And guess what? We have reached over 10,000 downloads to God be the glory. We have reached 10,783 downloads to be exact. That's right. And that was made possible by you all, the listeners and supporters of the Charisma Podcast Network. If you hear some noise in the background. That's my paper because I want to make sure that I shout out some of the nations and the countries that a biblical perspective podcast is heard all around the world. Over 10,000 downloads from all across the country, over 40 nations listen to a biblical perspective podcast. Of course, the United States, uh, Canada, Germany, Australia, United Kingdom, New Zealand, South Africa, Singapore, France, Nigeria, Belgium, Finland, Ireland, the Philippines, Norway. Uh, I'm going to butcher this country, this nation, Czech Republic. It's spelled C Z 
E-C-H. So you all forgive me there for mispronouncing your nation. Uh, Israel listens, Mexico, India, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, Netherlands, Japan, Kenya, uh, Mauritius, Trinidad and Tobago. Listen, Ghana, Uganda, Hong Kong, Hungary, Cyprus, Indonesia, Bermuda, the Cayman Islands, Sir, Surname, Surname, forgive me for mispronouncing, uh, Botswana, Papua New Guinea, Estonia, uh, Switzerland, Poland, Greece, Cook Islands, Barbados, Spain, Vietnam, Colombia, Sweden, and Lord help me, feels as though I'm speaking in tongues. Ed- Eritrea, Eritrea, E-R-I-T-R-E-A. You all forgive Prophet Johnson for mispronouncing your country. I wanted to take the last few minutes that we had today and shout out the nations, the countries that listen and download the episodes of a biblical perspective podcast. My heart was filled with joy, with gladness, with appreciation when I got the news from my CPN rep that we, as of February, had reached over 10,000 downloads, seven, 10,000 rather, 10,783 downloads as of last week, February. And so, of course, that number is increasing. So I just wanted to take time out to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Continue to listen, continue to download, and continue to subscribe. I need you all to subscribe and rate the podcast. Let's get our ratings up because increasing the ratings and even the subscriptions helps to get notoriety. It, it helps to uh, uh, bring notoriety and it helps a biblical perspective podcast to become noticed on podcast platforms. That's what I was endeavoring to say. So subscribing and rating has purpose. It has purpose. It helps to increase the, the, the notability of the podcast. So again, thank you all for helping a biblical perspective podcast to reach this great milestone. So I love you. Listen, I will be back as we conclude this teaching, what's in it for God. God is looking for dividends and returns on his investments of power, wisdom, healing, revelation, all of that. He is looking to benefit. He has a purpose. He has a plan that he is 100% behind and he is going to accomplish what he has set out to do. Remember, his word will not return void. That's not only pertaining to your life. That's pertaining to God's life. That's pertaining to what he has established in eternity that he is endeavoring to manifest in time. So until our next podcast, this is Prophet C.T. Johnson. Know that I love you. Be empowered. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, 
Subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. <laughs>